You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast with Mike, Fritz, Trish, and Tina. Listen to us live on the Mixler app. Also, be sure to follow us on iHeartRadio and you will never miss an episode. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Trish. How's everybody doing? What a great week. It was a good week, absolutely. What's going on over there, Mikey? <laughs> oh, just, man, come on. Just, I'm trying to follow. Is it a surprise that we yeah. have God Stories Radio tonight? I just keep really? thinking that I'm going to get another answer other than riding the wave. No, I, I, I almost said that, but it, I, <laughs> I, I just waiting. You know, Father has me in a hold pattern, be still. Wait for it, and so that's what I'm trying to do, being as obedient as I can in that matter, and and um, been you know doing like a, a school, you know, a class at home through the internet and everything else, and what uh, he's been called me to do, what I believe. So that's as far as I'm going to go, as far as uh, stepping out. Mm-hmm. Just going to wait, be still. All right. I mean, if that's what he told you to do, then I believe so. no better thing than obedience. Amen. That's for sure. What's going on, Trish? What a week, man. <laughs> I went yesterday to uh, do my tax returns, and I was leaving the accountant's office, and my husband and I were excited. We were going to get a small refund, so we were, like, ready to celebrate. The weird thing is I had a dream about this happening, and then it happened, so it was really bizarre. But he says, honey, try this candy that you know, the accountant has in the office here. It's really good. It's this fruit chewy thing. So I put it in my mouth and I took two bites. And by the third bite, my crown was in my mouth. My Lovely. crown oh my goodness. from my tooth. Yes. Wow. So I just went this morning and it's going to be $475 and that's on the low end. Oh, is that all? That's all. <laughs> so, it's a bargain. Wow. So much for that tax return. Yeah, really. The joy lasted a moment. <laughs> Wow. Well, let's get to some shout outs because we have a really, really cool guest tonight and I want to give her as much time as we possibly can. Okay. And uh, I want to welcome everybody on Mixler tonight. Uh, Mr. Uh, Let me see if I can see over there. Let's see. The Raging Tech Show's on and we got Jan Edwards. Hello. Hi, Jan. Hello, Jan. She says it's not very loud. So let me see if I can fix that. We'll do that, Jan. I'll work on it. Yeah, thanks for letting us know. We got some Facebook likes to shout out, give shout outs to. Jose Algren, he was our guest last week. He's now yes, liked us on he Facebook. Was. Yep. He's got an awesome show that he does on his website um, or on his Facebook. It's Jose Algren, and the show is called Delight, and he does live updates on his Facebook, which is really awesome. He gave us a shout out the other night on there. Selena Elby, thanks for liking us on Thank Facebook. Thank you for liking us. And James Edwards. We also have a new country, so now it is officially 55 countries yes. that God Stories Radio is uh, spreading hope, comfort, and encouragement to. Israel. So wow. Welcome, Israel. Welcome, Israel. Yes. 
Fantastic. And then some iHeart followers. We have Hope Hop Multimedia Radio. Hope Hop Multimedia Radio. I think there's a testimony in there somewhere. He was. Well, I think he here. was on our show. He was already here. Yeah. Ah, okay. Because I was thinking that sounds really familiar. Did I reach out to him? <laughs> the Yum Yum Foodie on iHeartRadio is a, a, one of our followers. And Priscilla Messina. All right. And anybody out there listening to us on iHeartRadio, please follow us. We'd love it. Yeah, you'll yes, get an yes, update yes. every time we go live and uh, every time it gets updated anyway. Right. Right? So you'll never miss a session again. You bet. And if you have a testimony, you can send it into GodStoriesRadio at gmail.com. And you can tweet us. And then what's going on? You got something there on Facebook, too. Yes. Uh, during the week, we had a Tanya D- Didzik, uh, te- or email us through... Um, facebook and uh, she asked for prayer uh she was diagnosed with ankylosing ankylosing spinulitis and And our good friend um miguel miguel cottridge has ankylosing spinulitis she was diagnosed with that and she's uh, i guess coming into some uh harder times with it and she asked uh, god stories radio to pass it out there for uh, prayer so please uh, join us in prayer with that yeah and on and- the website on facebook there's also a gofundme page for her because she's trying to save up some money for her treatments which are very detrimental to her health so please join us in prayer thank you amen amen all right gonna introduce our guest i think that i'm gonna shoot it over you to trish well you know we had that email from um, the woman from the Philippines, the young lady. Yes, that we read her little story uh, a few weeks ago. Right, and we needed it translated because it was in Tagalog Right. from the Philippines, and we don't know Tagalog. So one of our guests that happened to be here that night, um, Edward Edward Jones? No. No, Andrew, Andrew Jones. Andrew Jones. Right. Sorry, I'm thinking of his father. Um, Andrew Jones, the attorney that gave his testimony knew our guest and asked her if she could translate for us. So she started translating for me and I was typing it up and she says, this is like a testimony. And I said, oh yeah, that's what we do. We, we just do testimonies. She said, oh, I have a testimony. I said, you do? Well, come and tell us. So, <laughs> all those little details father takes care of. Yes, he puts them all in line for us one by one. So without further ado, I will give you Melody Garcia. Welcome, Melody. Welcome, Melody. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to share my story this evening or morning, wherever part of the world you're in, <laughs> tuning in right now. That's right. And I appreciate, Trish, again, it's how God works. I mean, I, I met um, this gentleman one time because I was actually a, page, uh, a judge of one of the Philam, Philippine-American pageants. And he connected, based on your story, of just uh, messaging me on Facebook and just saying, Hey, how many um, dialects or languages are spoken in the Philippines? I'm like thousands. Yeah, <laughs> I've been there since 1986. I said, but there's a lot. And he said, well, do you happen to know Tagalog? And I said, well, wouldn't you know that? That's the one language I actually speak fluently. I understand <laughs> three other dialects, you know, but I really can't converse with them. And he said, do you mind? And I and contacting this lady, that was Trish, and he goes to basically uh, help her with a letter. And as I was reading to this letter that Trish eventually did send me, I started realizing, I'm like, this is a t- letter of testimonial of faith. 
And then I asked her, I was like, what is the name of the station? And she said, God Stories Radio. And I went, what are you up to? Just think about that. Now, again, <laughs> just the, the little the little details. And like she said, there was, would you say, hundreds of There's dialects? There's hundreds, thousands of dialects in, in the Philippines. And she just happened to know the one that that one was written in. Unbelievable. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> yes. Amen. And it was not the only the one. And again, when I when I found out the station's name, you know, there was no doubt that this was a perfect alignment and that the story had to be shared. So that's where hey, I'm man. here. And I so said, good Do you have, have you. a testimony? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's more than a testimony. It's a living testimony. Yeah. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. So tell us about it. Go All ahead. Right. So where do I begin? Um for the listeners, you may want to bring out Kleenex <laughs> along with this. I didn't wear but my eye wake up, no, makeup no, tonight. No, there was no eye makeup tonight because of this. But um, So the story begins with, let me take you back to when I left the country as a little girl. Again, my name is Melody Garcia. Uh, well, not really little. I was just say young. And it was under duress. And this was back in 1986. And unfortunately, my family witnessed something that was horrific. And our lives were under threat. And I came from a prominent family. My father was a, actually a, a doctor and was very successful at that, but very humbled man. My mother was a business entrepreneur and owned a, uh, several entrepreneurship um, businesses, or businesses basically, and very well respected in the community. And um, to fast forward to that, we found ourselves uh, as a target of death threats. And one of our, our distant relative that we took in was actually murdered. And, you know, by a group of people, whether we don't know whether it was government related or not, but he was, it was uh, very brutally done. And because we took him in, we didn't realize that our lives or our, our home was under surveillance by this group of people. And thank God, God had a purpose for everything. Yeah. Looking back, but at, at the darkness of just, having to literally disappear from the country and within a week materializing in the United States and um, starting a new Did life. Did you surprise. speak English at all? Yes. Um, okay. Again, coming from a, a prominent family, I was very fluent in English since I was a little girl. And my father was also chief of staff for two hospitals, I believe. I'm trying to go back to memory lane um, for two hospitals. And he had instilled in me the spirit of philanthropy and humanitarianism since I was little. I remember him taking me to... Um, really poor areas in the Philippines where he would donate his time in surgery and not charge a thing because he came from an impoverished family himself. And, and he was known to literally um, not charge patients that could not afford. And here we are later on, you know, and that, that unfaithful situation leads us into this country. We actually had to leave my father behind. And uh, it was just me, my mom, and my sister, my younger sister, and we had to start life with absolutely pretty much nothing. We ended up, um, thank God for relatives, but we were staying at my aunt's place in one bedroom, and my sister and I, who had our own individual, you know, comfortable bedrooms, I should say, were now, and we had maids growing up. Well, we were sleeping on the floor. Oh, and, and so imagine that huge. <laughs> to put it lightly. <laughs> to put it lightly, you know, and um, we came in the dead of winter in November of 1986, and we didn't have winter clothes. And so church was donating, some relatives were trying to help out. But seeing my mother, who was always full of grace, full of faith, and seeing just the transition where she was, again, a business entrepreneur. She was also a former um, senior leader in the Hyatt International Hotel now sweeping a gas station at 7-Eleven at the dead of the night, making $3.25 an hour, 
And that impact and that stayed with me and haunted me. I tell him, for those of you who are already seeing tears in the studio and haven't even Mm -hmm. started my, my, my journey. And that, um, we didn't see my father for a while until situations were, were safe and God works in mysterious ways. This, this group of, um, very bad people were eventually caught because of other crimes and it just comes into full circle. But I personally have not been back to the Philippines since 1986. Wow. Wow. And, um, because part of that was emotional. Part of it was probably traumatic. We are related to some pretty, um, high profile people as well. And, um, you know, again, it changes the perspective. So I remember going through high school and all that well, while everybody was having the teenage angst, my focus was completely different Sure. because of having to go through something that way. And the one thing my mother always said was she was very faithful, very grounded in her faith as saying, you know, don't forget all the good. Um, take that in your heart. But you also have to forget certain parts of, of the lifestyle because now we're, we're starting for, with nothing, with absolutely, you know, well, with some, with little some things, but it's not the life that we had. And we had to grow up really, really fast. And I remember a whole different type of focus of literally uh, being the best of whatever I can and graduating high school very early, going into the first year of college, the youngest on campus <laughs> at that point. I think I just turned 17 where I was like in the cusp of 16, 17 and everybody was way older than me, but, but now moving forward, um, you know, and I did my thing. I, you know, I'm now a a single mom of two boys. I've, uh, rose up the corporate ladders in different companies and always excelled at most of everything like I did because of the discipline that we had. So we come to the story of what I call one night, one voice, you know, life has continued. I've been privileged to, um, live in Hawaii for four years of my life because it was something I wanted to do. So I did. And then from Virginia Beach to Hawaii to Orlando was pretty much my transplants and been, been very blessed to have traveled to the places I had always wanted to as a bucket list as a child. Mm-hmm. And then life continues, you know, and, and when God calls you to your purpose, you know, here, here comes the awakening in November 2013, the country I was born in, Philippines, was hit with what was called Typhoon Haiyan. Mm. And it was, uh, for those of you nodding, probably remember it was all over the news. Oh, yeah. It was known as the world's strongest at the time um, hurricane or typhoon to make landfall at over 200 miles per hour. And supposedly that the, the size of the storm for those in the United States was pretty much measured from the size of like Florida to Canada. Now, hitting wow. parts of the Philippines that are already know not in strong structure if that storm or hurricane typhoon hit florida we would have been in a lot of trouble yeah we're in hurricane country too so that really hits home and so this was what over a category five making landfall getting land at, at that strength and of course the world is the power of media is now glued to an international disaster right and i'm watching and i'm watching because it is my home country and Here's where it starts, the prompting, maybe a couple of days after the storm hit, I started just feeling, and I didn't realize what it was back then, but just just this instinct, a discernment of saying, don't watch the TV, go into the internet and watch the news from there. Go look into the Philippine news. And I did. I started, you know, Google search Philippine news, 
And the one thing the Philippines was was kind of known for before was they really didn't censor anything. They showed everything. Um, and I was very curious as to what was really happening um, back home. And I came across the story that literally obliterated me. It was the story that changed the course of, of I would say, my life that night. And it was a story, actually, it was a, um, a story of a lady who lost her three children in the storm. And it wasn't just because of the story in the storm. As I said, they, don't, they didn't censor anything. And they showed this lady actually holding her three dead young ones mm-hmm. and just rocking them. Oh, my goodness. And I stayed glued and I felt in that instant just that pain and that sheer shred of uh, sanity that she was holding on to. And she kept rocking them. And as I said, I, I understood the language. Right. And there was no consoling this woman. And the question of obviously why, but what was worse is behind her, it looked like a nuclear bomb went off because there was just debris everywhere. So she would now recount with this reporter how the last couple of days they were remotely cut off from, or she was remotely cut off from help. She doesn't even know where her husband or her house had been taken by the storm or, or, you know, the devastation. But for the last couple of days, she couldn't even bury her her kids because there was debris everywhere. And here she was just sleeping on the street or whatever side of the street uh, with, with them. And as a mom, it completely just broke my heart. You know, there's no greater loss, I believe, than the loss of your own child. Yes. And to lose all three of them at that time was just something that I, I couldn't even right. fathom. And I cried, <laughs> kind of like a, for those of you, there are tears in the studio right now. And I cried um, wholeheartedly, just empathizing and sympathizing and just completely feeling her, her loss and her pain. And then I dished out the one prayer that changed it all. In, in tears, in my on my knees, just bawling across the world for this woman that I don't know, I said, basically, help me, help them, activate everything you have given me to help me reach them. And it was as simple as that, uh, you know, and I know that I've been blessed with multiple talents. I will share my resume later on, but it was that one prayer, and again, it just went to help me help them in between all the sobbing that I was doing mm. and activate everything you have given me to help me reach them. And that was it. I went to bed in, in tears. Well, the very next day, I woke up with this epiphany of going, my goodness, I sing. You know, I've been singing. I've been performing. I've been in different shows growing up, and I'm like, well, why don't I put a little small intimate cabaret concert together? Me and a couple of friends can sing and maybe invite 20 people, right? Just 20 people. And that's 20 more people that can donate more than I single-handedly can. But I also had this mission that was ingrained in my heart. The funds need to go straight to the people, right? Not through the bureaucratic red tapes. Because mm-hmm. I know that in times of international disaster, corruption, and Rears, bureaucratic like red tapes. A lot of mm-hmm. stuff gets skimmed. Outright. Skimmed and stolen, and, you know, this is mm-hmm. the sad reality the world faces. Yeah. And um, I, so there was a purpose behind this, and I'm going, well, if I collect so much, I just want to be able to find people. And long story short, I went to work, and the first thing I did, so this is where God's miracles start showing up. Right. 
So the first thing I did was use the power of Facebook. I actually sent a message to the Filipino American community group that I belong to, Asian American, you know, and Filipino community group, and and I thought, you know what, it would be fair to reach out to them first instead of just bringing the singers that I know to see if they want to be part of this idea because that was just an idea. So I sent out a message and it's like calling all singers or performers. Here's my idea. Let's put a little cabaret thing and proceeds 100%. Nobody's getting paid. Goes to the Philippines. And that was that. So the next day I wake up and my messages on Facebook was completely out of control Hmm. with response. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, well, that was easy. That was pretty cool, you know. And But then I started looking at names and and I'm scratching my head because I'm going, why are none of these people Filipino (laughs) (laughs) or Asian, you know, and. And this is by no means to discriminate or anything, but I know it's a specific target demographic Where I sent this sent to. Message, right. yeah. And I'm going, no, this is very strange. I'll go back to my message. I'm like, yeah, I sent it to that group. And no, none of them. Okay, that is really weird. But I'm recognizing the names. And it wasn't till later that it actually unfolds that one of the biggest networking queens in Orlando by the name of Terry Siciliano took that post and sent it out to the performing arts community. Uh-huh. Of Orlando. Wow. Okay. You know, it was like a, a, a divine intervention, the first yes. thing. So within 24 He'll hours. send the messenger, girl. <laughs> yes. Within 24 hours from that amen, I had a full lineup of who's performing. And I'm like, oh, that was wow. <laughs> and everyone's agreeing. No one's getting paid. And I said, okay. So now I go to work. I'm like, now I need a venue. Yeah, I was going to say, where are you You gonna... know, now I need a venue. Because again, I'm thinking small scale, 20 people, you know, just and. Remember, this is the height of the, the holidays of Christmas time uh-huh. between November to December. Everybody wanted to charge really, you know, astronomical um, process. And of course, I'm thinking I need to partner with a nonprofit group because just in case for tax reasons or whatnot, people want receipt. I'm not a foundation. Right. So I partnered up with, with a group. And so this is now day two. Wouldn't you believe it? You did all that in two days, really? Oh, wait, wait, (laughs) yes. When I move, I move. No, actually, I should say when God moves, because as the story unfolds, it's unbelievable. It's still unprecedented, you know, to to many levels. So day two, here I am going, where am I going to find a venue? I got the nonprofit. She's calling me. And three of my friends who never spoke to each other gives me one pastor's name and says, hey, call this pastor. And I'm like, okay. Another, hmm, that was kind of, hmm, right? Coincidence, which we will know there's no such thing. No such thing. No such thing. So I called the pastor and told him what my concept, and he goes, yes, I heard what you were trying to do. And he goes, I have a small church. And I said to him, I'm like, oh, I'm not trying to take over the church. Again, I'm just trying to invite <laughs> 20 people, you know, 20 to 30 at the most. And he goes, well, my sanctuary holds 200, and I'm like, Pastor, I'm, again, small scale, 20 to 30 people. Even if it's a little hall, you know, where right, and I said right. we can probably convert it into something more intimate. And again, this is just trying to fundraise for, for my home country. And he goes, okay. And it was actually the Orlando, Orlando Philippine American Orlando Seventh-day Adventist Church that responded. And I said, okay, well, that was very kind of them. And... um the next thing I know is day three, going into day four from that amen, because I started realizing the timeline of what's happening. Pastor calls me, and I'll never forget, because I was at my work. And he goes, he leaves a message. He goes, call me right away. I have a venue. I'm like, oh, good. He managed to figure out how we're going to fit into church. church. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm going to fit in. 
and he delivers the news that leaves me completely stunned. And this is when I came to full realization, God's hands is all over this, and this has nothing to do with me. Then he goes back to the prayer, because the pastor then goes, found a venue, they're not going to charge you. Their only ask is that at the end of your program, he acknowledges them as kind of as, one, as the sponsor. And I'm like, absolutely. You know, and I'm like, what? Part? And I said, sponsor, wait a minute, it's not in your church? And he goes, no. He goes, um, I asked. He goes, and it's actually the Forest Lake Academy. They are donating a 650-seater concert auditorium. Exactly. And for those it's a, that can't see uh, their faces here in the studio, exactly right. was my reaction of, oh my gosh, where am I going to find 650 people? Because I was thinking this, this was going to be to fill this. You it's, weren't. No, I was, I was going with 20 when or 30 God people. Moves. And I went, okay, well, let me take a stock. I have t- performers and I have a venue. And oh my gosh, this just became reality. This became a huge reality. And another prayer dished up of, I did say activate everything. Yep. Oh my goodness, was everything activated? I was going to say, be careful what you pray for. Yes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I said, all right, just just help me, you know, give me some direction. I need to know. But, you know, the one thing when you find yourself, and here's one of the lessons that I glean from that in life wisdom, is that when you are in God's favor, things come easy. You know, and, and in the business world, we have this term, you hustle, 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 and you, you know, pound the pavement and you don't mm-hmm. sleep. And actually it became completely the opposite for me. Things were pouring in before I could even breathe. Yeah. And at a, such a rapid pace that I'm going, oh my gosh, what, you know, there's not enough of me. I'm like, no, there's enough of you. <laughs> you're a multi-talented <laughs> woman. You remember your prayer. But I remember one of the things that now I go to work is the power of social media. So I now announced there's this big event, and the first reach is actually, if, if she's listening, Catherine Lamas. Um, she's with the Asian American Chamber of Commerce uh, in Orlando, and she reaches out, and in fact, she goes, do you have a poster that we can display you know, on our website or announce what this is called? And I'm like, you know, what am I calling this thing? <laughs> oh, you didn't have a name I yet? I did not have a name yet, and... Um, I figured I can put together a PowerPoint or a Word document to make, do a makeshift poster. And then, I I'll, again, that, that um, discernment, that voice saying, contact who's my heart sister, Christina Montgomery, who's now Botley, who was engaged to a graphic artist at the time, and see. And Franco actually agreed. And, again, part of his sponsorship, because we all know, we know within the studio how expensive these things can get. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he agreed to do it as, as a sponsor. And as he's designing, I'm giving him things that were coming to mind. Uh, like, this is what it should look like. This should be the colors. And he's, he's going, okay, I grab. And he asked me one thing. What are you calling this thing? Hmm. And it just came to me. I said, one night, one voice. And we both just became completely quiet. And he went, wow. <laughs> and he goes, where did that come from? And at first I kind of said, well, we technically only have one night to make this voices heard from the concert perspective and and the people. So we went to work. He designs this within over weekend, and I shoot it off. That's the beginning of how rapid things now changes. So we have a name. We have a venue. We have artists. And not one penny has gone out, which is unheard of at this scale. 
Well, fueled by the fire that I now start getting messages from friends and people I do not know from the country saying, help us. Oh, boy. Here's what's really going on. The food rations coming our way as one can of sardines and two pounds of rice to help uh, to feed us every four days. Mm. And we're starving. How much rice did you say? You said two pounds of rice and one can of sardines. So despite what was going on, the media world of saying, here's what's happening, you know, and I have no doubt that that was the truth, that food was being sent everywhere. The problem was... Sometimes they can't transport it, though, before it spoils. Unfortunately, there's part of the corruption and protocol, Mm -hmm. and this were all being held in storages and warehouse. There were reports of things being swapped and things being sold before it even got to the people. Mm -hmm. And... Now I'm on a whole... They're telling you everything that's going on. A whole different frenzy. Talk about an impassioned vision leader. At this point, it was everything was being deployed within me of going, we've got to move now. So, And then on top of that, our stories of saying, I have not heard from my father for six days Mm. or seven days from the storm. So... I am now being deployed. It's like, hey, help them, or have you seen this person, or hey, can we get some food, or who has resources? I become like communication central within my own living room. I went through that with Hurricane Katrina. I had a plane ticket. I was supposed Mm -hmm. to be there, and someone called me during the storm and said, don't get on the plane. The Mm -hmm. storm is here. It's really bad. Now, imagine in this particular case, the voices of desperation. Yes. Of life and death situation of hunger, of hunger. Yeah. You know, and I am fueling all this messages internally and not getting any sleep at this point. Mm. Well, to flip on the other side, as much as my energy uh, was being spent here and emotionally praying that I am sustained, because when you start getting real life testimonials from the ground, it changes you. You know, and and here I am, you know, doing my best to, to cope up with that mechanism And then now on the other side, this is getting bigger and bigger as we speak. So here's some of the miracles of One Night, One Voice. I'll never forget that I am here just doing the, again, I have singers, I have a venue, we have some posters, some communication coming out. Now, how do I continue to to put this? And one of my friends actually works for a different radio station, a Spanish radio station. And I reached her and I said, hey, can we do like maybe a little plug? You know, even even one time, saying one night, one voice. And she said, sure, you know, write this script. It has to be this long. We know that. As in, and it's like a you, public service announcement? Just a little, hey, support this. And they approved it. Thank God. Again, God's, God's hands was all over this. And instead of airing it once or twice, they don't know what happened, but it actually aired more than that mm. the week. And you go again, hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, you know, my prayer is like, I know that was you. I it- it's a coincidence. <laughs> it's a coincidence. I said, I know that was you. And all of a sudden, it takes on a different plight. One more time. I'll never, this is probably one of the bigger miracles in preparation. This is just a preparation of the concert. Is I get a, call, a message in the morning, and it was a lady, and her name's Alyssa. And she goes, hey, heard about what you're trying to do. Because at this point, Facebook has taken on a life of its own. The power of social media and again, the one thing I will say, you know, we are not perfect as humans at all, at all. But there's also something to be said about character. And um, when, when all of this was, was being spread, it was all I heard was like, you know, Melody Garcia, 
she was performing at uh, Miss Saigon as the extra, you know, and or there, and or Melody Garcia, who did this for the Philcom community, and Melody Garcia. So my name was all over the place at this point with all the activities from, from things that I was involved in. Well, this lady named Melissa goes, listen, I'm, my flight is not getting until later tonight. Can I call you? Because I have some questions. And I said, sure. So she doesn't call me till probably about 1030 that evening. At this point, my brain is fried <laughs> with everything <laughs> else that's going on. So it was one more phone call. But it was the question that she asked that made me come into full attention. And she asked me, she goes, is it too late for sponsorship? And here I'm going, you know, I'm just thinking of donation and ticket sales at the door. I'm not even thinking sponsorship. And I said, no. And she goes, how fast can you put a letter together? Sometimes people want to jump on that bandwagon, girlfriend. And I said, (laughs) okay. She said, we don't have much funds, but I would like to direct all this to you as long as you can guarantee it's going straight to the ground. And I said, this is completely no profit. It's going to where it needs to go. And she said, okay, put a letter together with the non-profit you know, profit you partnered up with. And, and I'm like, sure. And then finally I said, I'm sorry, but who are you? <laughs> who do you represent? And she said, Pepsi. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> exactly. And I went, Pepsi as in Pepsi-Cola? She said, yes, I work for Pepsi and we'd like to sponsor you. You know, and we don't have much, but we'll try to direct whatever we have in the community relations your way. And I went... I know this is you because <laughs> I'm getting calls at 11 at night from someone named, from Pepsi. So I went to work and it gets approved. So that was part of that. And one of the nearest and probably one of the most emotional point of that preparation, as I said, things are now at a rapid fire. I am getting messages from halfway around the world and I'm moving like I'm a one band battalion <laughs> point <laughs> army on the other side of the world was I'll never forget I was at lunch with three of my girlfriends who decided to just say hey you need a break let's go and in the middle of that lunch I get another message and I'm like I have to answer this and I read and I reread and then I start crying just uh-huh. completely crying and my friends are panicking they're like what happened grabbing my phone and I remember their looks on their faces and they read and they read and they start crying because I don't know if you're familiar with the um, with a program called CNN Hero of the Year. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Seen so, it many times. So one of the winners, the, the winner is actually from the Philippines by the name of Efren Peña Florida. And he won for his um, education platform. Because I reached out to that organization, just trying to borrow a quote, not knowing where my message was going to go, he personally actually reached out to me and sent me a message. Now, the reason why I shared that this was an emotional point is I shared with you earlier how I left the country, mm-hmm. right? And, and those things that you know, are, are kept in, deep inside emotionally. Here he was basically saying, hello, Melody, this is Efren, Pena Florida. And he said, yes, you have permission to use a quote. And then he goes, rise up, oh, hero of your country. Your people need you. Wow. And I was stunned just because of the ironic situation right then and there of, wow, I left us in the middle of the night under threat. And who would have thought in my adult years now I'm being called to rise up 
to help the people and just being by a hailed hero around the world of sharing and saying, oh, hero of your country, rise up. Your people need you. And after all the tears, <laughs> I went into double work and I'm going, oh my goodness, this just became even more a reality. More miracles that, um, there's so many details to this that, that happened. But I'll fast forward now to, to the actual concert. The day before the concert, I get a call from the pastor and he goes, I need for you to meet a guest. He just flew in from the Philippines and he'd like to meet with you. Because once again, I shared and he's heard about what's happening. So at this point, there was one message. No matter what part of, of the state I was in or the country that was going on in the world at this point, halfway around the world, One Night, One Voice became some sort of a staple name. They're like, they've heard about you. They've heard about you. They've heard about you. And I'm like, okay. So he meets with me, and this is actually the president and founder of Global Rapid Response or um, World Act Relief, I believe is the name called, but it's one of the number one international disaster response team. That's on the ground with the people. On the ground with the people, now flying in the day before the concert, and they wanted to meet with me. And I said, absolutely. And he has raw footage from his team of mm-hmm. what of there and basically wow. asked for permission to step into the concert and speak. And I was like, by all means, it's yours. <laughs> you know, come in. And let, let me just show you that this is how um, miraculous this concert really was. No one had rehearsals. You know, normally when you prepare for something this you rehearse. No, it was literally the day of the concert. It was mic check. It was me telling folks. You didn't have any Mariah Carey situations. No, right? <laughs> no, no, no. But it was literally mic check. It was literally me in constant communication with all performers saying, here is the lineup. And we had one more change and one more change. Please rehearse at your own pace. All we're going to have is time is to do a mic check. That is it. Nobody's wow. rehearsing on stage. The beauty of all this is the same church now donate their choir. One of the most beautiful, pure choir I've ever heard. And they sang, do you know that song, Laura's Blessing? Laura's Story. Laura's yeah, Blessing. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. Laura's Story. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Blessings. And they sing this in pure a cappella oh, during man. the concert. They also then donate the children's um, choir, basically, but they're playing instruments from the Philippines. But before I, I go to the actual concert, you know, here I am now, the day. This is held December 8th, 2013. So from Amen, let me give you the timeline. From Amen to the actual concert is three weeks. Wow. <laughs> three weeks <laughs> without wow. without penny, without a single penny being poured out. And as I was saying to you, more miracles came along the way. Royal Press Marketing out in Longwood, Florida, you know, through a connection, basically connected me. And they said to me the day, like a couple of days before the actual concert is, hey, do you have someone printing your your programs, your brochures, your tickets, your posters. There's a few days I'm like, no, they're like, we'll absorb everything. Just wow. give us the count. God's will, it's God's bill, isn't it, Melanie? Absolutely. It's amazing. And, and a good friend of mine actually said, faith is the currency of the supernatural. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. let's write this down. Faith is the currency of the supernatural. Of the supernatural. Wow. So not one penny. Father knows how to roll. Yes, he does. <laughs> yes, he how did does. you get any sleep living in that favor like that? Uh, I didn't because I thought that, that as, as soon as the concert, I'm going to tell you was over. I was like, hey, I've done my Man. part. Good girl. Wow. <laughs> you know, I did exactly. this. And it was actually it was actually only the beginning of mm-hmm. what was up to unfold. And so here was the day of now the concert. And 
I remember it was chaotic as as expected. You know, I had good friends that that served to to welcome guests, and I'm in the back with performers lining them up. And all I remember at the very end was asking for a couple of minutes to myself because now there's some people trying to knock on the door. They're like, "Want pictures, media?" And I'm like, "No, no, no interviews, not right now. I don't even know who's here at this point." But I remember after everyone cleared the room and gave me a couple of minutes of just being silent in prayer because it was three weeks. And again, to pull something in that scale was completely unheard of, you know, and, and that organized. And I remember just, just saying a prayer. I'm like, you know, we started this three weeks ago. Hmm. And again, it was a prayer of help me help them activate everything you've given me to help me reach them. And my original idea was 20 people. And I have no idea if there's 20 people out there or 30. But that was my original plan. But you had other plans because I didn't have to worry about performers. A venue was provided. A spon- sponsorships left and right started showing up in different favors. Connecting me halfway around the globe with stories. Connecting me with CNN Hero of the Year. Now I've got Global Acts World Relief President in here and a Goodwill Ambassador on top of that. You know, I have no idea what was meeting me on stage. But all I said is... It didn't matter if there was one or 20 or 30 or if the auditorium was filled. I just wanted them to be the right people mm-hmm. because it just takes one, right? And I said, just let them be the kind-hearted people. Let it, let it just be the right people with the right focus and the right heart. And then it was showtime. And then I said, lights on. The first song that was actually, before I walked out on stage, the first song that was sung was Barry Manilow's One Voice mm. and by a young man who sings very opera. His name is Omar, and he sings this complete a cappella. And then it was my turn to welcome the guests, and I step on stage, and I remember just saying lights on, and the lights came on, and then I cried because the auditorium was nearly filled. Wow. 600. Almost. And I just looked... And I started bawling and completely lost it on stage because I knew the journey. I knew the journey. And I just addressed the audience that said each life or each seat in this auditorium represents two, three, four human lives by the time you convert currency. You know, U.S. dollars to pesos. And I said, just thank you for being here. I don't know how you heard about this. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to hear stories later. And I said, but let me share with you how this started. And by the time I was done my intro, people were crying. And I said, we haven't even started, and people were crying. So we had a very successful, successful concert, you know, that evening. It was between the prayers that were shared on stage, between the music that was carefully selected, and bef- and that video that just left everybody in pieces because of ground zero, what it mm-hmm. really looked like. Right. We ended it on a very emotional, very bonded, a family bonded moment. And the next day I was exhausted. <laughs> and I we had this, <laughs> this funds and I'm going, okay, now we got to, you know, start dispersing this and, you know, give receipts and, and, you know, the typical admin things. And sure enough, you know, we would disperse some to the church because they were getting ready to send medical emergency staff to the ground vaccinations and things mm-hmm. uh, global acts uh, response team was basically another recipient because for for again medication and vaccination they're getting ready to send their second team there was a school that reached out and we said okay we're going to help you rebuild part of your structures and you know roof and things so things were moving 
And I'm like, okay, it's going straight to the ground. This was the original plan. But lo and behold, the last and nearest, dearest surprise was when my at, my younger son at the time, who was seven years old, comes up to me and he goes, Mommy, how do you spell Philippines? And I, I helped him. And I go, why? What's going on? And he puts his one and only dollar in an envelope. Mm-hmm. And he says, for the Philippines, because he was there at the concert. And as any mother would and parent, I started going, my gosh, you know, getting all emotional and teary eyed. And what do I do without thinking? I take a picture of that envelope and post it on Facebook. And I basically said, who would have thought that the most unselfish heart comes from that of my own son to donate his one and only dollar to help people he has never met halfway around the world has no connection to really. But he knows how hard his mother has been at work and he was there at the concert and in his, what did what the Bible says something about children and their faith? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. And, and to me, that was it. I was just going to post that and put his dollar, you know, the envelope and give it to the nonprofit to disperse. Within 24 hours, I get this Facebook message from a group I wasn't familiar with and basically said, can we use this envelope? And I went, who are you? And they said, we're the mobile soup uh, kitchen for kids, MSKK, mobile soup kitchen for kids. We just want to borrow the envelope and, you know, to tag it from our social media as we're trying to create awareness. And, you know, here we are in the United States. When you say soup kitchen, what's the first thing on your mind? Homeless. 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 And it's a facility. Mm-hmm. It's a soup kitchen where you go and there's a full kitchen right. thing. So me again, okay. Oh, they're like mobile. You know, and there's a mobile soup kitchen. So I said, okay, so it's a soup kitchen and they're mobile. So it's probably a food truck. Yeah, that's what I pictured. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but that's pretty cool. Well, so I said, go ahead and just please make sure you tag me in this photo because I need to know where this is going. And they did. And my goodness, the dedication left me emotionally just speechless because I'll never forget it. It said, this is a representation of heaven's love. Wow. That a child from the United States has now donated his one and only dollar to help somebody halfway around the world. We are the mobile soup kitchen for kids. So, of course, my curiosity got the best of me. And here I am going, who is this group? What kind of soup kitchen do they have? And the reality hit me on how privileged we are in this country on taking things for granted. Because the soup kitchen I was looking at was anything but a kitchen, let alone a mobile soup kitchen. This group of uh, volunteer was literally, they had stockpots. Like maybe just a few stock pots mm-hmm. in in firewood and kerosene and gas, and that was it. That that's how they what that's what they were carrying. That was their mobile soup. That kitchen. was their mobile soup kitchen. Wow. And it's a group of volunteers that um, carry this and tried to make food right in ground zero to feed children. So I started getting curious, and I said, "How are you funded?" They're like, "It's out of our own pockets, and we're knocking on people's doors." I said, "Have you gone to the local government because there's all that food?" Mm-hmm. And no, and he goes, "Yes, ma'am, we have, and we were turned away." Hmm. I go, "Why?" He goes, "Because we're not a licensed, pro- you know, nonprofit group. We're right. just a group of, of, of individuals." Volunteers, yeah. And to file that, they wanted because it was going to cost a million pesos, which is basically like, um, I believe at that point, twenty five thousand dollars or something. What? And he goes, "You know, just just like to file it as a nonprofit here." And he goes. If yeah, I but had for that, a profit here, it's only goes, a couple hundred. It's not oh, twenty five. So it was like twenty thousand or something. And he goes, 
put it this way, if I had that, we'd be feeding people instead of trying to get some kind of paperwork just to feed people. And I started watching their Facebook pages and the this pictures just hit me like just a ton of breaks. It's just my heart was heavy. And then again, that prompting, that call, that idea, the epiphany. Without a doubt, I realized that the reason One Night One Voice had to happen was because of the mobile soup kitchen for kids. And I just go back into my journey of seeing the kids that passed. And now here's this unknown group. And I'm going, oh, my gosh, it's them. It's them. It was like instant clarity. I'm like, I have to help them. It was them all along. So I called the nonprofit and I said, how much do we have left? And he goes, not much. And I said, well, there's this mobile soup kitchen for kids. Of course, there were concerns. They're like, what if they're not the real group? What if they take money away? And I said, you know, that's between them and God. We, we've gone through that, right, <laughs> mm-hmm. guys? Right? Mm-hmm. And especially in a disaster situation. And, but there was something very peaceful within me. And I said, you know, let's just, let's send them, I think the initial one was maybe $400. We're going to do Western Union. They're not expecting, they never asked. You know, other groups would have probably said, hey, can you send? And they never asked. All they wanted was that picture. And I sent them $400. You know, the nonprofit, we did a Western Union. And it was with a prayer of going, let them use this for what is purpose to be, and please don't let this be a fake group, right? I know they always have where you you give a um, uh, like a saying, and then you have to give the answer, so when they pick it up, and I always make that some kind like of... The, the, some kind of password. Yeah, like now, the password. I just went in there with a blind faith of, of just <laughs> mm-hmm. going, you know, you have taken me in this journey so mm-hmm. far right. from a concert that was supposed to be a cabaret, from something unprecedented within putting together something to the scale in three weeks to not having one penny go out, but everything coming in. Even the nonprofit was going, we've never had this situation happen. You usually have expenses before you have any type of, you know, profit. But this was a complete reverse. And I just, again, one more prayer, let it be them, because I feel it to the core that it is them. And within a few days, they say, they sent me messages and pictures, which I did not request for. And they've bought 500 slippers, oh. fed about 500 children, and it was on. <laughs> I basically <laughs> called and I was like, how much do we have left? Right, I said, she goes, how much do we have left? And she goes, not much. This is where the parable of, is it two loaves and five five loaves and two fish Mm -hmm. comes into play because we did not have much, right? But here's the other talent that I'm in is basically the ability to reach out, communicate, negotiate if I need to. So I did a, a small GoFundMe page for them, for the mobile soup kitchen, telling what the story is about. Then this was like maybe weeks and weeks later after after the concert. And also now being connected to someone, a school teacher in Dubai, who was getting ready to go to help the Philippines. And then a team, I believe, from Sweden and Team Hope that was already on the ground trying to find them and help them. And through different collaborations of me saying, okay, here's what we have left, I'm and again, I'm trying not to send it directly to them just in case of the things that are still happening on the ground. I'm going to send it to you. We collaborate. And where does this story lead? Well, I knew it helped a lot of children. I knew there was a lot of children. I had no idea what the count was. But that one single prayer that started us helped me help them and activate everything you've given me to help me reach them. 
actually ended up feeding 20,000 children. Wow. wow. What? 20,000. Wow. I just got the count last year when I was building the website with the Mobile Soup Kitchen for Kids, a founder giving me a letter saying 20,000. 20,000. Oh. And wow. I look and I go, my gosh, you know, and excuse me. 20,000 children is hard to fathom. But on top of 20,000 children, and these are just the kids. This has nothing to do with what was the initial funding between the restructuring and, you know, and And, and this was after you had already drained the resources mm-hmm. from One Night, One Voice. And, and also, again, just, you know, doing the, the little GoFundMe. But if you have faith as small as a mustard seed. Mm-hmm. Yes. Amen to that. You know, the mountains that will be moved. And the parable of the five loaves and two fishes. But between what we had contributed from the One Night, One Voice event, plus a couple of other groups, it led to 20,000 children being fed, being provided slippers and other things that they need, basic necessities. And on top of that, sustainability gardens. Because as you know, the storm devastated a lot. Fishermen lost their boats out to sea. He started planting organic sustainability gardens as he went along. And one of them was actually named after me. In oh, me oh, wow. So that is in the gist what took place for One Night, One Voice. And then I'll tell you more after this. Go ahead, ask me questions. <laughs> <coughs> That's this fantastic. Is, when you organized it, did you come up with the date first? How did you come <coughs> up with the date? No, I needed, um, when I organized this, I needed performers first. But how did you contact them and say, I'm going to have it, I just don't know when yet? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm saying this is happening. And in fact, you know, here comes sales 101, I would say, is that I knew I needed to strike it while it was hot. Uh, the initial idea was let's wait until after January. And I said no, because after January, these people will be people forgotten. People aren't in the same Media, giving. Well, not yeah. only that, it was the holidays. People are usually very giving. But more so to me, it'll be a different story by next week. Right. Yeah. Right. And it was very strategically done in my part going, we strike it while it's hot. We do this now. And but but within the three weeks timeline, it was because that was the only day the venue was available. Uh, And here I am going. I need to put this. So God kind of picked that date. then. (laughs) God picked the date. God picked everything. Performer selections down to the mobile soup kitchen. And here I was. Okay, so you're going to laugh at this because I said, okay, I'm, I'm done. I've done it all, right? I've I've been good. I've, I did this, you know, the concert. The funds are dispersed. Kids are being fed. We're good. And God said, no, 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 you're not done. This I was, was just the ask, beginning. what did it lead you to? <laughs> yes. This is a precursor. This yeah. was the, the, like, remember when you said activate everything I've right. given you? It's like my daughter, this was just like, this is just to make sure that the, you had the foundation. I got invited to speak to New York by a group called Unipro. And I was one of the four panelists on this stage that represented a Typhoon Haiyan or Hurricane Haiyan panel. So I go there. And in fact, I was the last one to go. And the person next to me, I'll never forget this, because this is like a, a room full of, of, of young leaders, right? And the person next to me is actually from the White House. That wow. was, yes, so big, big deal, right? Somebody from the White House that talked about Again, the amount of uh, money that was sent out and, and the programs and, you know, what was established or being established and where the funds were going. It was obviously in the millions of dollars and, and read off statistics, you know, and 
it was my turn. And as simple as it was, I go up on stage and I said, well, I said, here's the story of One Night, One Voice. Here's what happened the first 24 hours from that amen. And I had a PowerPoint presentation. I said, 48, 72, one week, two weeks, three weeks. Show them concert pictures and some video clips. I said, and at the very tail end of this is now the mobile soup kitchen for kids. And I showed a video that was sent to me of just these kids, just like did nothing, but so happy with the soup bowls and, you know, just, just everything that was happening. And then I sat down and I said, God did that. The whole room was kind of quiet for a while. (laughs) And then it exploded. It was like applause. And next thing you know, I'm trending on Twitter. I'm trending on Rappler. One Night One Voice takes the stand. Miss Nightingale, which is my handle and name in in Twitter, takes the stand. And everything I was saying is now being requoted and requoted and requoted. It has gone completely mad for that moment. And as I don't know, I'll never forget this. I sat down, and the lady from the White House looks at me, and just she goes, "You did all of that." She goes, "You single-handedly did all of that." And I remember going, "No, God did all of that. I was just a willing vessel." And of course, I couldn't miss that opportunity to say, "You know, if the White House involved God, you'd be moving much faster too." <laughs> <laughs> And she Tell started your purse. Yeah, she she started laughing. You know, she. Goes, you really said that? Yes, to her? I did. I, I did. You said, oh I no! Saying that to her? No, because you know she was just like she she was just completely speechless. She goes, "How can you, one person, single handedly launch this?" I said, "That wasn't one person that single handedly launched this. There was a prayer that had gone before me." Right. I said, "Why do you think I'm here?" And she went completely quiet. I said, why do you think I'm here? I said, that was God. I was a willing vessel. Because I said, there was no way that one person, one woman, I said, who's already has many, many hats to wear. I know, single mom to a seven-year-old. You know, at that time, seven, and then my older son, and just everything else that I had to, uh, that was on my plate. You were working full-time then, too. Still still working full-time, but on top of, and the philanthropy involvements and all that, I said, there was no way I could have done that by myself. There, yes, there was a community, but the hand behind this was one person, but it wasn't me. I said, the clarity of directions, the the blessings is undeniable. That was not me. Mm, Right. You know, this is not a melody show. This was the, the testimony that is unfolding. And then from there, I was called to Hollywood to be involved in a project. And this is what's, what's very interesting. The project never came into fruition. But I was actually invited to be one of the top 50 uh, successful, quote unquote, Filipina American in the U.S. And I'm going, uh, how do you define success? <laughs> Before mm, yeah, I flew right. my butt to, uh, you know, to, right. to Hollywood. Because I'm looking at the roster and I'm going, there's a lot of powerful women on, on this list. And I'm going, how in the world? And, and the person said, it was your work for One Night, One Voice. I'm like, how did you even hear about it in Hollywood? But see, that again was a meeting. This is now leading up to present testimonials, guys, on how God works and connects the dots. I'm going to interrupt you for just a second, Melody. Um, I want to uh, say thank you to all our listeners on Mixler. And unfortunately, in about 40 seconds, we're going to lose you because uh, we've got about an hour broadcast time on Mixler. However, uh, Melody's complete and entire 
testimony and the show will be posted on GodStoriesRadio.com. It will be on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, iTunes. So there'll be lots of ways that you can get to it. But once again, I just wanted to say thank you to the folks listening on Mixler tonight. We appreciate you so much. Thank you and God bless. Thank you. So we continue for everybody else to listen to. Yeah. And well, I meet with this woman and two years later, this was now January. I had a from January to I'm sorry, from August 2015, things start going wrong in my life. Or what I thought was wrong is actually a redirection. Right. Now looking back. Mm-hmm. Breakdowns. Different parts of it. And, you know, I, I finalized a divorce that was kind of long overdue and, you know, a whole different story on that. But I also felt betrayals and was faced with betrayals from people that I thought I was really close to and, and that I could rely and trust. And I was made the center of gossip. And I'm a very private person. We've all been there. Oh, yeah. We've all been there. So this is not a new story. But here I was going through um, severe different parts of breakdowns in my life. And now 100% fully responsible. Before he rebuilds you. Well, um, you know, and I was angry. I'll never forget this. I was angry (laughs) at God. I'm like, what in the world have I done to deserve this? And start justifying my position. Mm Mm-hmm. There's this one night, one voice, and you know we help community and we help all of us people and like children, twenty thousand, justifying everything. Just like Job did. Just like, well, no, Job was praising God through all of it. Yeah, but he was still trying to, why me? Yes. Why'd you do this to me? And in my case, I'm like, are you there? And the same voice that I used to hear in the past was now silent. And I remember going, what in the world was this for? And I'll never forget one of my friends actually sent me a video that kind of turned a light switch for me. And it was Lisa Bevere. And it was a 30-second video, and it was basically a video that said, the attacks on your life has nothing to do with who you were, but everything to do with who you will become. Mm -hmm. And I went, wait a minute. (laughs) Who am I supposed to become? And of course, more angry <laughs> justifications of have I not done enough? Who am I? Who are you calling me to become? Because I was working on, on different um, philanthropy initiatives that all crumbled. Like everywhere I turned, things were just crumbling. And I'm going, what is going on right now? And as I said, it was a redirection. It was a repositioning. It was a cleansing. Mm-hmm. It was also <coughs> revealing, revealing of a lot of things. And... I will tell you that God will see you through if you remain faithful. Hmm. It was tough. Still is. You know, it's not an easy walk to remain faithful. You will be mm-hmm. faced with, with temptations and adversities in, in different degrees. And it's a, it's a matter really, really zoning into that faith as small as a mustard seed. And one of my favorite verses is from Proverbs 3, 5, 6, mm-hmm. right? To trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not in oh, your own understanding, understand. and all your ways acknowledge him and shall direct your yeah. paths. And even in the darkest days, I was like memorizing this. I'm like, come on, <laughs> I'm going to claim this. Well, he started turning things around because that project that did not materialize for the top 50 successful in Hollywood, in Hollywood makes a connection. You know, first of all, it was, I, I felt really honored to be even be recognized as one of the 50 across the country. Did not expect that. It was actually a positioning because in that group, I now connect who, who is now the founder of the magazine that I write for Manila Up International. Ah. Wow. 
And she launches this magazine January of 2015. She reaches out to me and she goes, I want you to be one of the contributing writers. And I want you to cover this, you know, social kind of thing. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but I'm not really into that. I would rather write on something about life journeys because I'm in the midst of this finding my answer. Thank God she is such a wonderful woman that listens <laughs> because usually when you have founders and editors, they're like my way or the highway kind of thing. Right. And she said, you know what? Okay, let's test. Let's see what happens. And I did. And one of the first articles was kind of like a January resolution, which is typical, but I went with a, with a whole different angle. But by February, where it was Valentine's is celebrated with romanticism and chocolates and commercializes what it is, over-commercialized things, I decided to write about the true meaning of unconditional love. And I highlighted the mobile soup kitchen for kids and also a nonprofit that is located out in Vegas who is now has a mission to take children off the streets mm. and their life journey of how it is a pure, as it doesn't get more unconditional than this. No. It's not their kids. One, the one in, in Vegas doesn't have a family, you know, like a husband, a, a wife or anything or with children, but decide to pour his heart out to halfway around the globe. I said, this is the definition of unconditional love. And the stories grew from there and just kept growing and growing and started warranting a lot of different attention that by November of last year, I am now being contacted by Hollywood once again by a group called Gowit America. And all I know is that my the chief editor basically says to me, Melody, your name is up for nomination. <laughs> I was like, for what? And she said, inspiring writer of the year wow and i said interesting and i had no idea who this group was you know so i kind of checked on them and i didn't realize it was a global right uh thing for uh, filipino americans and i said okay you're up for nominations that's all she said and i'm like well that's an honor and i didn't think twice about it god's work <laughs> here we go again that's right god's work i bypass nominations altogether straight into award recipient before this, because now they're starting to track, like, who is Melody Garcia? What is this, you know, what is this philanthropy? And, oh, my goodness, another thing that, you know, I'll talk about in, in a second here, UNICEF. What do you mean that this woman just opened the 14th Congressional Action Team in the nation under UNICEF? What else is she involved in? And then they start reading the articles and everything, so they bypass all, they're like, no, you're, you're the winner for this category. Well, when God moves it's not just one category because at the end of that and i fly to hollywood for this it is actually powerful inspiring writer of the year thought leader of the year and speaker of the year wow <laughs> and i am now in the same category you know, different you know different levels but uh, one of the people that actually received the award that couldn't make it was the former uh, first lady of the philippines imelda marcos and i think seeing her name there and different celebrities mm -hmm. that i wasn't aware of right because um, I grew up here in the United States, but seeing that name just kind of really grounded everything for me. I'm like, I'm in the same category as a award recipient as a former first lady of the country. Me. Hello. You know, and again, because I don't take things so personally or deeply that and until I fly there, and now I'm realizing, I'm like, wow, these stories are really inspiring. 
people. And now we have have UNICEF, a, a team of wonderful leaders. But I will, on top of that, I'm going to share this with you. One of the prayers that I dished out um, at the height of the breakdown breakthrough was me basically saying, please send the right people. I am tired of the seasons and the reasons that need lifetimes. And I'm pretty sure there's going to be lessons down the road, but I really need lifetime people. If this is part of the cleansing, then please send the lifetime people. And God listens to an earnest prayer. Cry it out if you have to. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's the simplest prayer is like, help me help them. And in my case, it's like, help me. Are you there? Are you there? Because I am falling apart. And, it's, and there's thoughts in my life, in my head that are not of yours. And I know they're not of yours because why am I thinking this way? And this is right. not me. And that that severe breakdown comes to breakthrough. And God started lining up the lifetime people. Some of them with the biggest name. Some of them, the definitely the biggest heart. One of the close mentor friend I have is Sonny Patel, who we just met at a corner of a movie theater. And he starts dishing out this wisdoms, and I'm like, that was a strange hello. <laughs> you know, it was the, do you know the significance of five? In fact, my other mentor, Don Ward, you know, a friend of mine too, I'll never forget the first time I met him at a networking event. And this is when I knew that the prayers were being answered, and it was a higher spiritual warfare also going on, you know, that I start recognizing because I'll never forget the first question he asked me now. Remember, I'm in the midst of this storm. Mm-hmm. And I'm asked by this man, tell me about your deepest pain. I'm like, who does that in a networking event? Wow. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, thank you. <laughs> I don't know who you are. I'm not going to tell you about my deepest pain. I'm in the midst of this deep- deepest pain. I was like, no, thank you. And he said, that's quite okay. And he said, how has that pain served as a catalyst to your purpose and how has it helped serve others? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I became very quiet because the first thought in my head is, are you kidding me? This is supposed to help serve others in the deepest pain. But I went, you know what? What is the purpose of all of this? And all those things gets revealed later on. And who would have thought that the people that I am now, you know, um, under mentorship of it at that point, we're all men of God. Mm-hmm. When, you mentioned uh, five. Mm-hmm. Biblically, five stands for grace. Really? I it see does. you've learned something new. So when Sonny Patel asked me, he goes, do you know the significance of five? Grace. And I went, I'm pretty sure you're about to tri- to inform me, so go right ahead. And started guiding me. And here I am now currently positioned as a leader for UNICEF Orlando with the greatest team of advocates. And we just started. And, you know, there's a prayer that needs to go before the team because what we take on is advocacy for global causes for children around the world. I've got a group for you. <laughs> and Pastor Wilkins. There you go. And he has children, he orphans that he supports. Um, he works with children that are affected by AIDS and HIV mm-hmm. where their parents have passed away. And he's, he's got about 10 kids with him right, right. now. So UNICEF is actually fed by the United Nations, right? And so now I go from... I look back at my journey in the last three years. I went from one night, one voice, 20,000 children, and all of a sudden to be handed the opportunity of UNICEF, which is global. Mm-hmm. That is powerful, but there's also a dire need. They are taking on advocacies that are very, very serious from refugees, you know, a situation with everything going on around the world and laws being changed and, and whatnot. But 
you look at the smallest victims of societies that has no voice, and they're children, which I'm passionate about. I've got that, and we're actually getting, a team of us is now getting ready to join um, in Washington, D.C. for our annual meeting and to actually meet with Capitol Hill, with members of Congress. So there are more things unfolding as my journey continues with One Night, One Voice behind me. And the good news is One Night, One Voice, because it's taken on a, is it media? Is it a nonprofit foundation? Is it, what is One Night, One Voice? It's taken on so many identities that One Night, One Voice has now been filed as an LLC as of January 1st. Fantastic. Thank you. And it is, you know, my purpose is to help mentor, coach, develop with Christian values as a basis, right? And, but more so, it's to also now be a platform for global speaking. And here I am with 55 countries. It doesn't get more global Ooh. than this. Uh-huh. Right? Amen to that. Amen. Like I said, nothing is an accident or coincidence it at is not. this point. 55 countries to help inspire and ignite the purpose that you are called for. I don't know what you're called for, but something within the story of my journey will ignite that. Uh, and, and that calling, the true calling. And I just came off a CEO cruise event. And again, even that, the connections that I saw of what, why it had to take place was undeniable and irrefutable that that was part of God's plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And me being here as part of the plan that I hope, you know, with the story that I had shared inspires. I mean, if there's 55 countries tuning in, what if there's 55 individuals, one from each country? Right. That has now been fully called to activate their purpose. Guarantee mm-hmm. it. To move. I mean, if, if one me can impact 20,000 children, how much more for all of you with all the right resources and tools that can move your causes that forward? God Amen provide. to that. Right? And, and, and the, this station is being used for that very purpose of the truth, of speaking the truth and, and pointing upwards in a time that there's so much confusion and calamity that is out there. But one of God's miracles that is now coming my way, one of my ideas, and you're the first one to know, and I did gain permission, is I am working on a book. I will start writing a book, um, probably titled One Night, One Voice or Breakdown to Breaker. We're kind of in a toss-up for that. But it's actually to now be co-authored as one of the collaborators, but none other than world-renowned Steve Maraboli. Oh, wow. Wow. You know, and he has a 50 million audience mm-hmm. reach for, for his quotes. He is hailed as one of the most brilliant minds in the world. And here I am starting on a new book, or will be writing a book, and he has agreed to co-author this with me. Wow. wow. Yeah, the, that's how the father rolls. God that's put it. him in the co-pilot. Only the best. <laughs> Just right? you. It. Not messing around. <laughs> No, he's not messing around. So I said, no. "Thy, you know, believe me, in the, in the deepest, darkest moments, thy will be done is the hardest prayer, simple as it mm-hmm. is, to really relinquish control and have God, you know, let go, let God, but take, let, let God get into the seat. Yes. But I have a basis for when I start doubting, and it's called One Night, One Voice. Of saying, remember the miracle you started with nothing but that prayer, and look at where it had taken you, yep. and where it had connected you, on on a global scale, and as you continue to move forward, and the tasks are not easy, but I have lined up the people that are rightfully there to accompany you on this journey, and that is my story for tonight. Wow, fantastic! 
I mean, that moves the father. I mean, the, well, of the selfless, of unselfish request like that. And, you know, we wish that for God Stories Radio, too, because it's only been when our only was, agenda since, right. you know. When she was speaking that towards We're the end here, I, I thought, too. okay. Well, we needed, we needed to hear that. Right. We're, we're, where is God Stories Radio us. going from there? That's right. It's going, go- well, it's global, and it's it's going to touch lives as it needs oh, to. Oh, it does. Amen. It does. And again, how did Trish and I meet? It was a letter, and of all the languages and dialects, it Golly. was the one that I knew. Mm-hmm. And we and I know, I have a really good friend that is a Spanish translator, Melissa Brack. Mm-hmm. She that's what she does. She's a professional translator. And I asked her, "Do you know anybody that does Philippine?" And she says, "No, I don't." And I thought, "God, really? Like, <laughs> if I can't go to her, there's got to be somebody I can go to." And then Andrew sent me the message about you, and I was like. Perfect. <laughs> and coincidentally, we just had Andrew on the show. Oh, and, yeah. And, here, you know, and I'm, I'm going to be sure. Quinky dink. Yeah. Yes, there's all no the such way, thing. All the little oh, details. my goodness. But I, will, I will close it with this. There was three lessons that I actually shared in the CEO cruise. I mean, there was a lot of lessons to be gleamed and, and faith-based, you know, um, verses that we shared this evening. But the first one is, if you just have faith as small as a mustard seed. Amen. That's the first one. And the second one is... You know, nothing is impossible when it comes to God. Nothing is impossible. Mm-hmm. And there's a quote actually from Audrey Hepburn that says, nothing is impossible for the word itself is I'm possible when you separate that. Luke Luke 1 verse 37 mm-hmm. says, for nothing is impossible with God. Mm-hmm. Amen. And again, that's the living testimony of how does one prayer end up impacting 20,000 children? Right, and then when Mm -hmm. you take massive action, when you decide on blind faith, because I'm like, I have no idea where the venue's coming from, I have no idea where the performers are coming from, all I know is I have this vision to make it happen. But he does. But he does, and I took the first step out of faith. Mm -hmm. And then everything came pouring in faster than I (laughs) could be ready. Yeah. It Mm -hmm. says you'll speed things up what would normally take months, takes days. Mm -hmm. He can move mountains in the blink of an eye. You're not kidding. And that had is strap yourself like in. That. Like, yeah. So God stories, definitely. You guys are going to buckle down. Amen. I re- I receive that. <laughs> Absolutely, Thank and you. I claim it too. Because Claiming that in Jesus' name. We Thank don't you. know that with the stories that I have shared, you know, real life situation stories with the fifty five countries and welcome Israel. I heard that. Yeah. You don't know where this is going. And we don't know what collaborations lie ahead, but the Father knows. He does. And your station has a purpose. Yeah, yes. actually, and they can reach out to us by emailing us, right, Fritz? Mm-hmm. Godstoriesradio at gmail.com. If you have a testimony, we got your platform. Yeah, Absolutely. You yes, we, we, we can we do telephone calls. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure Melody has some for us, too. Oh, yes. yes. I guests. have guests lined up to Alrighty. the, yes, you and will I have. i got a stack of cards. Give <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it to her. And if anybody um, needs to reach me, the best way is through email at one night one voice at gmail.com. That was our other question. Yes. yes, one night one voice and my website actually that still needs some some updating because there's been a lot that has happened. But you can also find out more about me and my journey at melodygarcia.com. 
And then what is the magazine again? It's called Manila Up International. And trust me, the founder is listening right now. Hello, Sonia. And there will be an article about this station and your purpose. Wow. I will write about you. That is fantastic. We're going to get you more global. (laughs) Oh, we we thank you because it's been our only agenda since day one is to bring hope and encouragement to the world. He started uh, in his kitchen. And we are. You know, we have a little studio now. Mm Mm-hmm. But he started, he used to have recordings in his kitchen at his house. We used to call it in the kitchen. In the, in the kitchen. kitchen. That's and what that's our right. God's Stories Radio was originally you're, you're in the, the kitchen. You're the perfect article. You are the perfect article for me to write on, on again. <laughs> Maybe we'll get a chance to come to one of your events sometime and oh, you, share our testimony. Yes, please. Oh, yes, please. That. There is actually he a... He did tell us to... Uh, Take it on the road. Take it That's on it. The road. You know Go what? To all the world. I already have an idea because there's oh, actually something goodness. happening in I'm September. Uh, so uh-oh. we'll talk about that offline and see what it, <laughs> it leads to. Yeah, you guys can't see Melody, unfortunately, but uh, just her face is just, just brilliant. Just I have a brilliant smiling face. And she has brilliant. a glow. Brilliant? Is, would that be the right word? <laughs> it's a glow. Know. It's a glow. It's glowing. I'm glowing. She's walking in favor. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. She's going to brush up against her or something. <laughs> something she's one of those people when she steps into a room right exactly just lit up the studio brought I, a lot of encouragement mm-hmm. and absolutely i appreciate you and and you know i'd love to come back one of these days and continue my i hope you do and again we've had a few and tell us come more back. about unicef yes. maybe after you do your trip to washington yeah. yes i will talk back about and unicef a, and again prayers do a part for the two. team a part two and maybe more who knows bring some of your team with you maybe and they would love that yeah. i would love to I have mean, we can't fit too many in here but no. we, you know we'll do what it takes i would love to have um a few other guests that i will show you because they have a living testimony that's so powerful uh that i am again god's connecting dots and favors well, you're not kidding and the one thing that i will say we need that more and more today. is that you will recognize one light to the other yeah Amen. You know, to bring the truth and i see you think i'm glowing i've got three other people here glowing <laughs> along with me <laughs> with smiles I, i'm gonna i'm just gonna say it i mean uh i needed this i really did i really needed this tonight and um the uh you know the energy and the and mm-hmm. the confidence and the spirit and then just father all over it man I, oh, yeah. I'm excited. I'm fired back up. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and again, stop? before you go to sleep tonight, I would encourage you to say that same prayer. Help me help them activate everything you have given me. Mm. Yes. I'm going to steal that from you shamelessly. <laughs> oh, please. It is for for 55 countries or 70 countries to share. It uh-huh. is as simple as that that unleashed it all for me. And the journey continues. Uh, is the road easy? No. But are you given supernatural strength? And discernment and the right people, absolutely yes. You know, as my life continues to to go before me, are you free from adversities? No, because we already know the spiritual warfare that the enemy will try to throw oh, everything yeah, he's not at you. going to let you take that ground easy. <laughs> no. When you're, that's you know, how you know that. something big is about to happen when with God's are, plan. Yes, is, but is Fritz loves this. To, what does adversity produce? <laughs> Patience, perseverance. Character. 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 Yes. Pressure cooker. Pressure cooker. A diamond. A right? diamond. I like no, it. I appreciate everybody who has been very loving and very welcoming to have me here and share the story of One Night, One Voice in my journey. And I appreciate each of you for your authenticity. I see very highly favored. Do not doubt where this station is going because I see Mm-mm. it. This is part of God's master plan. And to me... 
going back to one night one voice i just wanted to help that mom who Amen. lost her three, three kids, kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought that three weeks later right. it's a full-blown concert, and then a couple months later it is now 20,000. You know, 20,000 20, living kids. Mm-hmm. But you know, Melody, you passed you passed the test. And uh, I think the hardest test to pass is the success test. And I think, you know, when you looked at that woman from Washington mm-hmm. and you said, I didn't do this. God did this. Mm-hmm. Bam. Mm-hmm. You win. Give him the glory. Give Amen. The glory. That's what yep. it's all about. Absolutely. Yes. And we'll, we'll, you know, we're going to definitely, when I come back here, we're going to talk a little bit more about the, you know, the the gurus that are out yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. With Steve Maraboli's code and all that. But again, I tonight was about one night, one voice. And Amen. one prayer and the journey that I continue to have and gleam wisdoms from, from all three of you. And may God's grace be with all the listener. And please, you know, do not doubt that you have the ability to make a change or impact. And you have a purpose. And you have a purpose. And you're you're here on this earth for that very reason and that purpose. But do not doubt that you don't have the capability to do so. Because you do when you activate God's plan. Woo! I feel more better. All right. Cool. That was great. (laughs) <laughs> wow, Melody, thank you so much for coming. My pleasure. Yes, and, uh, you promise you you'll much. come back? I promise I will be back. And we will support you thick and thin, whatever you. you need. And thank this, you so much. This uh, studio is at your disposal. If you ever need any voiceover work, um, we do it. Um, she does it professionally. Books on audio? Yes. Audio, visual, any, anything hey, you may when, need, website work, any, we're here to help you. I love you already because everything you've named are the things that needs to come into fruition. Well, I, um, <laughs> I just go. bear witness with you. I feel a kindred spirit, and I feel like uh, God Stories Radio um, needs to step up to the plate, and I just feel like we, we can help in, in some way, shape, or form, and whatever that is. And yes. and I'm just gonna, let us know. I will, and I'm going to share the live speech that I did with CEO Cruises. Uh, to your to your website oh, great. thing because yeah, you, you will post see it on yeah, our Facebook do. page. Yes. Yeah. And um here's another miracle because of that. Uh one viewer, well there was like about a thousand and then there's like I don't know how many shares at this point. Was so touched by that. It was the condensed version of what I just shared this evening. That I got a message of saying, I just connected you with twenty six people from TV producers to TV anchors to movie producers, and let's just see where God drops where it needs to be. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and prayers up, because, and again, this is an exclusive prayers up. We don't know where this is going, but I'm actually in talks with somebody to potentially have my own TV show. It's a panel, but I want it to have an impact on, on a more global scale. Yeah. So if it's God's favor for that to happen. Okay then it will happen. If not, then I'm being redirected for something much bigger. Yes. Well, we will partner in prayer. You partner got it. Prayer. Amen. All right. Coming your way. <laughs> Man, I feel energized. What a great show. That was session 115. 115. Does that number ring a bell well, to you, Melanie? Five plus one plus one is seven. Amen. Isn't that the heavenly number. Uh-huh. Yes, it is. Wow. Gosh, that didn't even... That's amazing. That's the first time I guess did that, right? Uh, yeah, right. Added it up. Just did the math. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Seven. Number of completion. Love it. Love it. Well, that about wraps it up for session 115. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Chase. God bless. God bless. There's a brokenness inside of you. 
There's a wound that still reminds you Of the fear, shame and rejection You've seen it, you've seen it You know it's time to get up But your heart's paralyzed, you're so stuck You passed the point of trying again You're defeated, you're defeated But something inside you can't deny You hear the